Greetings Padawans and welcome to the archives. Here to unlock this holocron, here's the man of the hour, Jedi Master Sotiko. And don't forget about Juder Fred and everyone's favorite rebel, Ziskeg. Hello, Gungans and droids. <laughs> I am Johan Jute, joined by Keg, Fred, <laughs> Tico, and this is the Archives Podcast, Episode Two. How y'all doing? Welcome to the pod. Out here today, second week in a row. Y'all are getting some content, so don't say that we're not bringing the content. We have a special pod for you guys today. We're gonna be talking all about some video games. We're gonna be talking about some sequel trilogy and getting ready for the Ahsoka Tano show. To kick off, we did leave off a question from last week's mailbag segment. And we're gonna open up with that question this week. Juder, would you like to read the question for us? User from Chris in Oregon. Star Wars has a vast history of video games. What do you think is the key of making a truly great Star Wars game? And I've been thinking about this one for a hot minute. A hot minute. And personally for me, I do think back to some of the games that I found to be great in the Star Wars realm. We're talking the original Star Wars Battlefront 2. We're talking Star Wars Pod Racer. We're talking the original Lego Star Wars, the complete saga. Those games for me were a great balance of fun, replayability, and something that I value very, very close to my heart, customization. I think if you want to capture the essence of Star Wars, you have to be able to have some sort of customization within the realm of the game because the star wars universe is endless it's endless there's species yet to be discovered there's species yet to be found and there's thousands of different languages planets places to explore so i think you gotta have some form of customization what about you keg you're an avid star wars gamer oh man i enjoy a game with it's well written. It has to have a good story. It's got to be intriguing, you know. Got the KOTOR games. Facts. That are well written. The games themselves, not the not the novel, the Revan novel. That That's meh. But with those good games, the biggest thing is writing, but also <laughs> customization of your character. There's a good amount of that. All the dialogue choices. You're able to impact the story somewhat for those games. I think that's what makes a good game. And with you, Jute, because you're doing a playthrough of KOTOR as we speak, what are your favorite aspects of the KOTOR game? The decision-making, man. Yeah. I got scolded by Basila <laughs> because I made the dude lower the money for the for HK. And you then did. I threatened to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> I do I like the decision to. making too. But I did. The decision making is probably one of my and games like that that you can have different 
different endings, different journeys than your friend because you're kind of going dark side Andy with it. Whereas, you know, me, I stay true to the light and we're at different places in the game and we have completely different gangs that we're rocking with. And it's just a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. So I think to also create a truly great Star Wars game, there has to be some sort of difference in the story where in a game like Jedi Survivor, you're on the same linear story the entire time. And the only thing that you can really change is your cosmetics. So it is a bit different. You know, if there was a light and dark side scale in Jedi Survivor that unlocked different force abilities, different paths, different choices to choose. I think we're talking about an all-time game, but it did just feel a little bit empty for me. I'm always I'm always going to say that Jedi Fallen Order was a bit better than Survivor personally, but for me, I mean I think that we are just missing that truly great Star Wars game. Um, and when it boils down to it, I think it does need to air in the sense of you have to hit the nostalgia. You have to have a great story. I, I think multiplayer needs to be in there as well. Uh, as much as single player is fun, I think multiplayer is very important. And... All of those things were a part of my first Star Wars game, which was Battlefront 2 on the original Xbox. I remember playing that game for hours with couch play, with Xbox Live, and man, it was just the time of my life. It was the time of my life. So I'm curious, Fred, what was your first Star Wars game? Um, so the first Star Wars game I ever played was probably uh, Force Unleashed. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I like I said, as a kid, uh, I never really like vibed the Star Wars that much, but I did like the game, you know, because the the game was always fun for me. I had it on the Wii, <laughs> so I got to like shake the nunchuck and like slice people up. That was that was really fun. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it was an overall good game. Um, obviously, back then there wasn't really the multiplayer aspect of video games like we have now you know but um i'd say for a story mode game it really like it hit the spot you know like uh i like i knew star killer was because of that game and like the fact that like star killer is not like canon technically anymore like we don't go into that but like yeah you know like it, it, it kind of feels sad to me because like that is a game that a lot of people will have probably played and gotten into star wars because they played that game you know even if they didn't like the star wars movies or didn't see them mm -hmm. like maybe they would have played that game and be like oh this is so cool and it's not even part of the actual star wars world kind of yeah kind of sucks i think if there's a like a clear precedent of all right this is legends or all right this is canon i think then you can still give it that kind of air of okay we're still going to appreciate this but i do see your point um everyone does like to be on the understanding or just on the same page of whether or not it is canon or not and i remember early days on fallen order people were wondering Shit, is this canon and it is canon <clears throat> it is canon but there were just a lot of things in it that people were like wow like this kid's doing this this kid's got this kind of force power man <laughs> um which is tight it is cool 
Um, and I definitely hear you with the Star Killer thing because um, Will's T is awesome. It would be dope to kind of see him in a canon form in a film or film, as my missus would say. Um, and is what is Galaxy of Heroes like the most recent game that you've played? Yeah, for sure. Galaxy of Heroes is uh, the most recent Star Wars game I've played. Okay. And to be honest, like, you guys know it got me, like, into Star Wars. You know, like, yeah. I played the game and I saw these characters. I was like, yo, this is actually really cool. Like, this Anakin, he's cool. Ahsoka, all those characters. I saw, like, the Journey Guide. I saw, like, uh, Jedi Master Kenobi. It's like, oh, man, these are some cool characters. Maybe I should give the movies a try. And I did, and, uh, you know, I love it. Mm -hmm. For you, Keg you're an avid gamer you love to game so i'm curious as to how you feel that video games are kind of in one realm away from the actual content that you get on the screen in the way of like television shows movies and stuff um do you think that video games have been more focused on in terms of the actual story depth than the television shows have recently well 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 in the games there's some good storytelling you know i i did like what survivor did with you know going back to some high republic which we don't see a lot of mm-hmm and that's more of the oldest stuff in canon is the High Republic, right? Because it doesn't go that far back. Yeah. Uh, yeah, currently. And then in with the shows, mm, there is a good... Mm, I don't know, man. Like... The recent games... Because I really liked Battlefront 2's mm. story as well, you know? Because it just gave you a little bit of context of what happened with the empire post death now, star that's 2 that's a part of it yeah, yeah you, like to be able to kind of be in that like event mm -hmm. of whatever the game's trying to tell that's a big part of it that huge. makes those games enjoyable huge part of it is actually be there and actually take part in it that makes them really fun and the thing that i really loved about battlefront 2 story not only were you like in control of a empire squad with inferno squad you also got to literally be prime luke skywalker which was sick and i think that giving us that extra bit of context extra bit of storytelling in my opinion the video games have just blown the tv shows out of the water there's obviously shows that i will endlessly love based on nostalgic reasons more so than actual writing reasons obi-wan kenobi i adored because it was obi-wan freaking kenobi but you're not sitting there telling me that i can either watch Iden versio become a rebel or i can watch reva on my screen growling for 30 minutes i'm sorry i'm, I'm gonna pick Iden versio 10 times out of 10 and when you factor in Jedi Survivor, which gives you Order 66 context, it gives you context on what the Empire is doing on early doors. It, it shows you 
what it takes to become a Jedi and the patience and the focus and fortitude that you need. And it builds upon the context of characters from the past of like Clone Wars with the Night Sisters, and you learn about Marin and you learn about smuggling and you learn about ships and droids and the High Republic. It gives you notes of the old republic and the galactic republic and the cis and it's like show me a show that's doing this show me a show that's giving you all this knowledge all this context granted i mean shows are hyper focused usually on one story at a time but video games it's not like video games aren't far off from that it's just giving you a bit more control over when and how you learn it, and I think it is an easier way to intake the information. But all that being said, Jedi Survivor was still bloody mid <laughs> for a Star Wars video game just because it could be so much better. And that being said also, it is nice to see a video game have such a grandioso effect on canon and learn new things about it. Would you rather, though, that games do give that structure towards canon, or would you rather have games come out that are Legends-based, as a Legends guy yourself? Oh, man. There's just so much Legends content that I want to see playable. Yeah. You know? Like, if it can intertwine with canon, you know, if, if you care that much about the canon Legends then yeah, it's a, that'd be pretty cool for you. But in Legends, it's just... That's the great part of it, is there's so many stories that, you know, we can see in a video game. Mm -hmm. Juder, I'm curious how you feel in this debate that I kind of want to get going. You have the maybe two most popular characters created since the Disney acquisition of Star Wars. You've got Cal Kestis and you have Din Djarin. Who do you think, after three seasons of Mando and two video games, who do you think has had the most character development? I'm gonna say Cal Kestis, man. Like, we saw his master die. We saw Seer get thrown into a pit. Mm -hmm. I presume she was dead after that. Man's got chased down by Darth Vader. Barely got out alive. Went into hiding. And then... Ooh, I gotta get my friends back. Yeah. Well, it's Din Djarin. What's he done? <laughs> Hung out with Lizzo and Jack Black. Come on. What's he doing he's... now? He's got a fucking beach house. Yep. Kicking his he's feet retired. out. Yeah. Yeah, it's nothing for me, man. I love Din. But they're just they're fucking him. Yeah. And you see you see so much of like scarred Cal. You see you see him go through these changes. You you see him go through the absolute shits of being having to recluse himself from the force and then having to open himself back up, learn all this stuff, combat the empire, meet new people, create new relationships and develop these relationships. 
and we do see it like man i think how over the course of two video games and a really bad book like the book was really bad <laughs> i'm gonna be honest um cal he changed he he went from this this quiet kid that was just minding his own business to this cocky brash just out there jedi knight who was all focused upon reigniting the jedi order and protecting his friends which i really liked he kind of reminds me of luke in that sense Din Djarin, on the other hand man he goes from just this this bounty hunter this this schlag who all of a sudden has a heart he cares for grogu he wants to bring grogu back to his kind and then all of a sudden he wants grogu back so if anything he just kind of reverts to we really revert back to where we were in square one in season one because we are really no further now than we were in like episode three of season one so it does bother me a bit and i i just i personally haven't seen that much character development in dinjarin so i too would have to say cal kestis what about you fred yeah, for me, it's got to be Cal, right? Like, um, obviously, I haven't played the games, but I've seen enough of the game to know that, like, the the devs put a lot of work into the game. Uh, they tried to keep Cal, like, lore accurate as much as possible. Um, whereas, Din Jaren, all we got is, your cult fractured our people. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, where's the, where's the character development, man? It's been three seasons. We haven't seen... We haven't seen anything to let us know, like, oh, what is Din Djarin all about? You know, like, we've seen little snippets here and there, but, like, we, we still don't know who Din Djarin is, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I, they definitely need to... And then with the whole, like, him might not even, like, be the main character anymore. Just the Mandalorian's in a mess right now, bro. It's, it's in a mess. Yeah, I agree. And I think I already know your answer, Keg. You're a huge Din Djarin guy, so I get it, bro, but... Okay, <laughs> you gotta settle down. But I want to add one thing. It's like I like how you get into Survivor, and your first big fight is with that big brute of a woman. Yeah. And and how Cal handles her. Yeah, it, it it shows you how different he is from the first game. Yeah, except if I'm on the sticks because Jesus Christ, it took me 40 tries and lowering the difficulty to beat that goddamn brute. <laughs> I had to pay you five bucks for that one. You still gotta pay me the five dollars. Hey, so anyway, so um, (laughs) something that I wanted to talk to you folks about is if you were in charge, if you were the head of a product team, you sat down with a game studio of your choice, doesn't really matter who's in charge, but you are the executive of a team that needs to pitch a Star Wars game that needs to be the number one game in the world, what game are you pitching? And I've given you guys about four or five days to prepare for this one, so I want to hear some good answers. And I think we're going to start with Ziskeg. All right. Got two ideas. One's first one I'm going to tell you is more laid back, nice chill game. You could probably spend a couple hours on it every day. Mm-hmm. Probably know about car mechanic simulator. You know, work on cars. 
sell them, buy them, refurbish them, and sell them for great hundreds of money. Mm -hmm. Now, you put that into Star Wars. You work on some star star uh, fighters, you know, and see the components of an actual Star Wars ship. You That'd get be to cool. See then and be able to work on them, and maybe you know go into go into the interior, upgrade it, whatever. You know, refurbish that shit and get a whole bunch of credits. That'd be pretty cool. Now, my second game, ever played Sea of Thieves or seen it, mm -hmm. you know, you've got your ship and you're going around the ocean looking for loot and you're either making gangs or you're fighting rival gangs. Now, imagine that in Star Wars. You got either a limited part of the galaxy, you know, and you got a couple of planets where you and your buddies can go around in a ship. If it be like a cargo ship or if it's a, like a Star Destroyer-esque ship. And be able to just go planet, see if you can get loot. And then you can either have on-ground battles or in mid-air where you're firing cannons at each other. Mm -hmm. And then you can deploy a smaller ship and infiltrate the other one. Okay. So kind of like the Leviathan. Yeah. <laughs> question about that. Would there be a particular time period? Because, you know, Star Wars is all about their time periods. Would there be a particular time period for this one? Oh, man. I don't know if it would really matter, cause I, cause what I'm thinking is like, there's, there's, there's no Jedi, no lightsabers, no Sith in this, you know, it's pure smugglers and all that. So you really don't care about the timeline, cause it won't play into a factor in the story or the gameplay at all. See, for me, I'm but, thinking, and shoot me down if you know you don't want any collaboration on this. I'm thinking how dope it would be if it was like in the early doors of the Empire where you've got Grand Moff Tarkin rocking around. You've got Grand Admiral Thrawn rocking around. You've got Admiral Piet, even though he wasn't an admiral at the time. You've got Vader's ship rocking around. And this is like the authority of said. And say you're out there scouring for loot stealing stuff from M empire bases and then just out of nowhere star destroyer shows up comes out of hyperspeed and you either got a fight or flight that'd be cool because is there wow. i've never played sea of thieves so is there some sort of like policing agency going on or is it literally just nope. okay it's just other players you know you, you build a, your own games i think okay Oh, there's Krakens? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When uh, yeah, those whales, we can have those whales come after you. Yeah. <laughs> Remember the first time we played JT, we got Kraken, bro? Yeah. <laughs> first Terrible. time on the game, man. First time <laughs> when we get Kraken off a ramp. That'd be sick, though, if you're just playing and just at any moment, the executor can show up. Bam. That'd be sick. And, and then we're done for. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be really cool. Because you could either... I mean, you could start off with, like, a starship, right? Then you'd have to, like, join a clan, a gang, uh, join the rebels, join a squadron, whatever. 
Join the Empire, even. Be one of the people <laughs> hunting people down. Be a bounty hunter. I think that kind of game, especially, would be sick. That kind of game would be sick. Uh, what about you, Fred? Uh, yeah, so funny you actually talk about bounty hunters, because that, uh, that was one of the ideas I came up with. Uh, like, you play kind of like a chronicle story kind of game. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Red Dead. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I love especially if Rockstar worked on it. You know, like that would just be, be awesome. Gas. That's like the dream. Yeah, yeah. Where well, you'd you'd basically be like playing as bounty hunters, like different ones, but whether it's Boba Fett, Bosk, Zam Wessel, whoever whoever you wanted to be that was available in the game, essentially Dengar, mm-hmm. and you just play through a story mode, kind of just like see what they, what they went through their lives you know and then you'd also have like side quests you can do to do your own like kind of bounty hunts you know mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then there's another one that I actually came up with. Um, it so have you, have you ever played F13 Friday Friday the Thirteenth? Yeah. So I was thinking, what if you had like a Friday the Thirteenth type game, where you could have like Vader be like a killer, um, Palpatine be a killer, uh, you know, Snoke, different characters like that, you know, Malgus, oh, Grievous. Malik. Yeah, Grievous could be a killer. <laughs> That'd be sick. <laughs> and then you play, you know, you play as Resistance characters, you play as Rebels, you know? You're not playing as Jedi, because they're too overpowered to play. You yeah. Know? Like, maybe we could add some Jedi skins, but they wouldn't have Jedi powers. Okay. You know? But yeah, like, I think that kind of game would be interesting, you know, just having Darth Vader running around, like, getting into, like, Merciless Massacre, just murdering people left, right, and center, like, while they're trying to escape. Yeah, yeah and you and some buddies just gotta open fire (laughs) every time you see them that'd be sick exactly yeah for sure that'd be really cool especially if it's like in a confined space or even if it's in just like a a single world map that'd be really cool that'd be tight yeah for sure and if it was like objective based as well like a capture the flag type beat that'd be kind of cool That'd be that'd be really cool. Yeah. So the F thirteen game, you're basically trying to escape from the killer. So it'd be like that essentially. Okay. Like, oh, you have to get like the the shuttle to escape. Or yeah, yeah. Get you know like that that kind of vibe. That'd be sick. That'd be really sick. And it's kind of like a horror vibe too, you know, because you're that, nervous as shit. Exactly. You could just be walking and just hear <laughs> lightsabers <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> And then you're just done. You're donezo. And you're just some clone CT-8008. And you're like, uh-oh, brothers, we're in for a treat. <laughs> That'd be tight. Um, and would this be like a... Would this be like a mobile game or a console game? Um, I'd probably shoot for the console okay. rather than mobile. Uh, just for better optimization, etc. You know? Yeah, yeah, so. sure. Um, I came up with, uh, and I've been thinking about this for a hot minute, and I've just, no, I've no idea why no one's approached this, but we know about open world games, but how many open universe games do we have, and how many like open galaxy games do we have? I think a, a game along the lines of Assassin's Creed Odyssey where you can kind of choose what class that you want to do. Do you want to be a assassin? Do you want to be a hunter, which is a bow and arrow cat? Do you want to be a 
warrior which has like swords and stuff so i think for this you could kind of just pick what kind of character you want to build do you want to build a jedi do you want to build a bounty hunter do you want to build a scoundrel or a smuggler do you want to build a freaking moisture farmer a tuscan raider and a open world open universe mmorpg game kind of like 5m with the role playing kind of like gta 5 online but in the sense of there's conflict, there's spaceships, there's starfighters, there's intergalactic wars going on, there's stories they have to do, side quests, main missions, side missions, free play. I think all that would be sick. You mix in some microtransactions for cosmetics. Do I want to be like a purple Beskar Mandalorian? Do I want to have... You know, Jedi Knight Revan's lightsaber. And some people would be like, oh, what about the Old Republic? I just think the Old Republic has terrible gameplay. And I'd love it if you had the combat system of like a Jedi Survivor, of a Battlefront 2, mixed with the sort of game that GTA 5 Online is, where there's just a vast map with so many different players on it, doing each, each, everyone's doing a different little task. I think that'd be sick. I think that'd be really sick. And I think it would make someone a lot of money at the end of the day. Because I would have no issues making a Jedi character with cracked flying capabilities, buying Anakin's robes and stuff, buying a purple green lightsaber, whatever. And just, <laughs> and just having fun with it, you know? I think that game would be tight. Especially if you can put it on PC, put it on console get some sort of mobile variation too. get cross-platform with it that'd be tight and i think games nowadays do need to be cross-platform by the way but that's a different discussion for a different podcast um what, yeah. what about you jute all right so y'all boys maybe last month that game battle bit i was playing mm -hmm. give me those three motherfuckers that made that game and we're gonna make clones versus droids. 128 versus 128 <laughs> PvP. No Jedi's, just motherfuckers going at it. That'd be tight. That'd be wild. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know we played that that mod on Squad, the Galactic Convention, but that kind of it was it was a bit clunky. But I think if you did have a dedicated Star Wars variation of what you were playing, Christ, that'd be pretty cool. It'd be insane. Clones versus droids as well. That'd be sick. Peak. Yeah. <laughs> that'd be really tight. Um, but of, of any of those, man, I think I'd be most hyped to play Fred's Bounty Hunter Chronicle game because having different stories for all those damn bounty hunters, <laughs> that'd be pretty tight. Yeah, That'd be man. pretty Imagine tight. running through this Bengar, you know, and you're just like... Yeah. Merkin fools, you know? Left, right, and center. I'd love to run around as Jango Fett in the days of the um, Galactic Republic and early doors of Separatists. M messing people up on Geonosis, and then all of a sudden, what? Someone turned the lights out? <laughs> Where's my head? <laughs> That'd be tight. But... Um, we'll transition with that and talk about the huge news of the Mandoverse and Mando. We've already talked about him a bunch, but if you guys didn't hear, there's 
a fat rumor and a big news week that season four of Mando is getting canceled. It's getting canceled for the hopes of a movie to be the final storyteller with it. And it's going to sum up the entirety of the Mandoverse, which concurrently is the Mandalorian, the Book of Boba Fett and the Ahsoka show. How do y'all feel about that? Because personally, I'm kind of gassed. I didn't enjoy season three of Mando. Felt like it didn't really accomplish anything. And if and if Mando season three did anything, it created a probable new fleet for Galaxy of Heroes with the Mandalorians. That's about it. Gimme, gimme. Yeah. Does that upset you, Keg, that we're not getting a season four? Well, I've only watched two seasons of that show, <laughs> so I don't care for a fourth, but a movie to sum up all three shows. I think that would be not a nice watch. It would be, and man, like, I, I, I can confidently say we're all pretty hyped for Ahsoka, for one man in particular, and that's Grand Admiral Mithranru Rudu, you know? So, I'm pretty hyped. I'm pretty hyped. And a, a movie where he's the main villain, and all these three goobers are teaming up to, to put either put him down or put him to rest, I think that'd be sick. Um, how do you feel about that, Fred? We're, we're losing content, but in, in essence, we're still gaining content. Yeah, uh, I mean... Like you said, the Mandalorian series has been kind of dry for a little bit now, you know. Um, if they wrapped it up in a movie, I feel like it would um, it would definitely sum up a lot better than if they made a fourth season, you mm -hmm. know. Having to go through, like, however many episodes the season four would be just to, like, hope that they, like, ended it off right, you know. That, it, would, it would suck. It, rather than just watching, like, a movie where they have a, a lot less to watch, and mm -hmm. they do have to fit a lot more into it, but hopefully because of that, they pick what they put in the movie wisely, you know? Yeah. So they kind of end it off well. Um, and as far as, like, uh, the whole Grand Admiral Thrawn thing goes, I am really excited to to see Thrawn, like, in live action, you know? Because um, yeah. I've only ever really seen him, like, in Rebels mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, obviously he's in the game that we play, yeah. so, yeah, uh, so yeah, I'm definitely excited to see what Elon Musk can do, uh, <laughs> hey, it's yeah, tight, no, they I... get Elon Musk for Star Wars, bro, I'll take it, I'll oh, take yeah, it, dude. Yeah, but yeah, I'm excited, what about you, Jute, you're, I know, I, we watched Mando together, so I know your reaction towards it, it wasn't a good one, and very fair, but. How you feel with the uh, taxation of content for the improvisation of content? I'm kind of over uh, series, man. I'm just tired of waiting weeks and weeks for me. Yeah, that too. That too. Like I, I can watch a movie with the boys and be good. Yeah. Especially because with that, like you're getting the whole story, two hours. Wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. There's no filler episodes. I think the like killer is you just have a hype episode, you have to wait a whole week, 
you're gassing it up to your homies like oh yeah it's, it's supposed to be fire you watch it and you're just like i'm going to bed what the hell was that i waited i waited up till midnight for that we waited up for midnight to watch mando twerk for jack black and lizzo for an hour and a half that was the longest episode of the entire season and we had to sit through that just to see some refurbished b2 super battle droids get beat up i just i i don't subscribe to that i don't subscribe to that and i i don't know i much more subscribe to this movie coming out for sure for sure um the only issue that i have with the movie is how much of the star wars that we know is going to be influenced in it are we going to see luke han leia because we've already seen luke and mandalorian would you want to see those people actually show up in the movie or should it solely be about these four cats that we've had shows with what do you think keg Oh man, I gotta tell you, they gotta stop dragging that old horse, <laughs> Mr. Luke Skywalker. Yeah. He's all out of juice. Jeez. He's begging, he's begging for a break. Master. Yeah, he's in what? Mando, Book of Boba Fett. That <laughs> uh, For that reason alone, I think he might pop up. Cause he's in Book of Boba Fett. Cause he's he's got to I gotta protect the child, like he was one of my own. And as much as you love to see Luke Skywalker, at the same time he still needs to remain special. You know, it's like the Undertaker at the end of his career. You didn't want to bring him out on like Monday Night Raw in the middle of in the middle of like July for no reason. You want to bring him around around WrestleMania. And for Luke, I mean. I think if Luke came in and, like, saved the day in the movie, that'd be tight. But at the same time, what does that say about these characters that you've been bigging up through three seasons of Mando, a season of Ahsoka, a season of Book of Boba Fett, all of Rebels, all of Clone Wars? Like, what does that say about these characters if they need to get saved by the most powerful dog in the galaxy? You know? I feel like it, it, it kind of taxes them and it kind of desaturates their value. And it would probably be a big blow, especially for a lot of Ahsoka fans, a lot of Mando fans, which, I mean, good God, if you're a Mando fan, have a word. <laughs> have a word, especially after those... Season three really, I... Man, season three really got to me. I was expecting big things, especially after season two. But when they brought back Grogu and Book of Boba Fett, I was like, what are we doing? What's going on here? But I think with Ahsoka, it's got to set up something dope for that movie for sure. And of course, after Ahsoka, I'm sure we'll look back on this pod and we'll be like, what the heck were we talking about? What the heck do we know? But I'm just hyped for it, man. I'm really hyped for it. I got to be honest. Whether Luke, Khan, Leia are in it or not... I think that they should be alluded to, but I don't think that they should feature. Like, if, if Ahsoka wants to ring one of them on a fidget spinner, that'd be tight. But, 
I'm not really trying to see it. If I'm trying to see anybody in that, let Han Solo come in with like the Millennium Falcon. Because we haven't seen Han really in any of these shows. We thought we were going to see Han and Mando, but... Wait for the Childish Gambino show. Yeah, that's true. Man, even with that show, you hope that you see any of them, you know? But I feel like that's going to be more of a Lando origin story than anything. But I don't know how, like Fred, if, if you saw the Millennium Falcon swoop in and save the day, how would that make you feel? Um, honestly, yeah, I, I'd be pissed. Because it's like yeah. this man's already got his own movie. He's been bigged up in a whole trilogy as a hero. He got a he got <laughs> he got the medal and Chewie didn't, you know. So I'm already pretty upset about that. No love for my boy Chewie, but I think I would just like to see a little bit of something new. And yeah, would you rather, Ju? Would you rather see the original trilogy three? get featured or hear about the sequels and have some sequel tie-in stuff because we're about at that time where you can start like dropping hints about the sequel stuff i would be down with the sequel stuff being tied in you know mm -hmm. i'm not like kind of beating a dead horse with the, the og3 yeah coming along It's a One bit... of them's passed away, and then the other two are getting up there as well. Yeah. And I'm kind of tired of seeing the deep fake route we're going down. It's a little annoying. Yeah. It would be nice to just start fleshing out the sequels as well, because right now they're kind of finite, you know what I'm saying, Keg? They're kind of like, it's kind of a small dish on a plate. Good. <laughs> But I think if we get some more flavors in there, if we get some more people showing up, if we show a little bit of the First Order uprising, um, I think that that would be pretty cool. I think that would be pretty cool. I'd love just a Stormtrooper show, by the way. Just show me a First Order Stormtrooper. Show me a Phasma show. I think that would be tight. But I, I think they need to start tying stuff in with the sequels because they really do come out of nowhere. And we really don't know a whole lot that happens between 6 and 7. If you could pick one aspect, Keg. One aspect. Something from the sequels to tie in in this movie. What would it be? Brother, you're asking the man <laughs> that has watched the least amount of sequels. <laughs> I don't know jack shit. Uh, I've got to pick one. I would like to hear some first order rumors, if anything. There we go. I would too. I would too. Especially with how secretive it was and they were kind of a they like they legitimately were what Thrawn is right now, a imperial remnant off in the unknown regions and they just gathered enough empire out what's the word? Empire empirical 
outcasts to put together this group and form the first order and it'd be really really tight to see just like just sprinkle it in there just sprinkle it in there show hux as a teenager you know show snoke just in the background just in the background of like a rebellion meeting or something show snoke on the on the hololens with thrawn i think that'd be cool but more importantly i do think that they need to stay true to the characters and build up thrawn ahsoka and do justice to boba fett because he needs a good send-off and if i could have one thing happen let boba fett die in this movie just as a good send-off you know just as a good send-off i think he needs to be boba fett one more time he needs to be that guy one more time and i just didn't see it in his show so if boba fett can be boba fett turn on mando align back with the empire like he did that'd be pretty cool i would like to see that and as far as like <laughs> as far as luke goes i'm just <laughs> i'm just built upon the sense of you gotta you gotta keep him special you can't just stretch him out like that and just show him off every chance that you get because <laughs> at that point it's like you're just making us worship him, you know? And I don't want to worship a character. I want to see a character that I love and have fun with that. Um, speaking of a character that I love, we're going to dive into our theories segment. And we're going to hop back into talking about the Chosen One prophecy. But in this sense, we are going to discuss if the Chosen One prophecy aligns with one Ray Skywalker. And personally, after I watched The Force Awakens in theaters for the first time, I was thinking to myself, bro, is Ray the chosen one? Is Ray the chosen one? And for me, her story kind of aligns with it. Her story kind of aligns with it. Because at the end of the trilogy she destroys palpatine for the last time and she really does bring balance to the force i know that you guys are probably hard set on anakin or luke but i mean what do you think oh well for me i, I still think it's anakin honestly because um if you just look at everything that he went through right obviously um how do you become that guy you know like he is the jedi of jedi right yeah um you have to transcend the jedi's way of thinking is in my opinion of how you do that and he was that right he mm -hmm. didn't just bury his emotions never only thought with his head right he thought with his emotions as well and um he fell in love you know he uh he was gonna start a family <laughs> <laughs> that ended very uh, poorly mm -hmm. but um yeah you know i think he definitely ascended to a new like level of thinking compared to a lot of other jedi um i think that he, yes he did fall to darth vader you know in every sense mm -hmm. but um he did redeem himself at the end you know yeah he he put 
all of that like hatred and loathing that he had towards himself and towards everyone else uh he put that aside to make sure that his son was safe and that uh he eventually turned on palpatine threw him off a ledge thank god get him out of here (laughs) Uh, you know so i do think that he is the chosen one and to back up your statement i guess ray is technically also kind of the chosen one because she is all the jedi right yeah anakin is one of the jedi so by proxy she is the chosen one yeah Yeah. and just think like we know that she's the character of the sequels we know that and for that reason people from critics to fans They've all had the age-old discussions of why she's so bad, why her character sucks, this, that, the other. Um, She doesn't really have a character arc. She became a Jedi way too quickly. Um, Which I hear, and I totally understand that. But, Juder, I know you are not a fan of Rey. And I just want to try and play devil's advocate for the character. So, in in this mock, let's make this a mock trial where, since this keg has probably the least Ray knowledge, why don't you try and attack Ray, and I'll do my best to defend her. So just tell me what. Start off with what you don't like about her, and we'll go from there. Number one. She's a woman. <laughs> You're goddamn right. In my line of work, it's all right, you know. I just, I don't know. When I think of a most OP character in Star Wars, I don't want to think Ray. <laughs> she hijacked a motherfucker's last name. That's like me being, oh, my name is... JT Mbappe. <laughs> it doesn't work. You can't just claim something. Where's her birth certificate? Oh, wait. She don't have parents. She's illegal. <laughs> Not in my America. <laughs> Not in my universe. God damn it. Okay. So we'll start there. And I would like... The- Hold on. Let me close them real quick. Okay. The women thing was a joke. Yeah, I know. It was. <laughs> Don't look shocked, Keg. We're not all you, man. Um, <laughs> so she's like, damn, I thought I had an ally, bro. God yeah. So we'll start with that. And I want the context of I'm not trying to change your mind. I'm simply just trying to defend my client here. So You will not change my mind. <laughs> and that's, I like that. I'm not trying to either. Ray, in a sense is the most powerful Jedi in canon at the moment. Fanboys will get up in arms about, oh, it should be Anakin, it should be Luke. You might even have a fanboy say, oh, it should be Yoda. Unfortunately, it's Rey. Not unfortunately, but it is Rey. And the thing with her last name is, she embodies what it meant to be a Skywalker. And I do get that. And when you 
see the sequels as they come. Who are her, her masters as Jedi? It's Luke, and then it's Leia. And at the tail end, they're giving the last name to her. They're, in essence, adopting her into the family. And while that's a controversial thing, I think it is important to have someone that does embody the Skywalker name, especially because no matter what happened with Ben, whether he died or whether he lived, I think that Ray was going to take Ben's hand. Ben was going to change his name to Skywalker anyways. He had it ready to go in his mind that he wants to be Ben Skywalker. And for that, it's not only honoring Luke, it's not only honoring Leia, but it's honoring Ben, it's honoring Anakin, it's honoring the Skywalker legacy, which in and of itself is bigger than what the Force meant at the time, what the Jedi meant at the time, because it was really the Skywalkers who destroyed the Jedi, but also resurrected the Jedi. And I just think it's important for a Skywalker to be around at the same time, because that means that obviously by blood, it's done and dusted, but the name will still live on. You feel me? But then I, I totally understand when people will say the Skywalker, it, it, it's time for the Skywalker saga to end. I get it when people say that. And I do understand that. So what do you think, Keg? Well, the only time I've had discourse on the Chosen One prophecy was when it's not including, right? It's including Revan, and that's a completely different argument. Yeah. And then you can compare Anakin and Revan's story. And the biggest thing is who had, who was able to make, you know, a choice on their own. Mm -hmm. Revan was, he chose to do what he did. Yeah. Except when he was manipulated by Emperor, but whatever. But Anakin, overall, he had very little choice in becoming a Jedi. You know, his story, you know, you look through it and you can see the prophecy it's like oh yeah he, he's destined no matter what in some way he's gonna do it that's what that's what i've heard people say is the free will stuff mm -hmm. here's the thing with him never having a choice though as a kid he was having dreams of becoming a jedi like the force was talking to him the force was telling him you're going to be a Jedi. You're going to be a great Jedi who's going to go on to become all-powerful in the Force. And you're going to come back. You're going to free slaves just like you. And whether that was a, you know, Force vision, because Anakin could see the future. But I think his future was just meddled with too much that that timeline was eventually usurped and twisted and convoluted. And obviously we see what happens with him. But I do hear you with the Revan comp as well. Um, as a guy who knows a little bit about Revan, a lot about Anakin, I do understand what you're saying with the Revan Chosen One prophecy. Um, I think both of them never really had a fair shot. 
given to them. I think they both had opportunities that were floundered because of how they were either treated, how they were gone about things. Like in KOTOR, you're you're being lied to for fifty percent of the story, you know. And Anakin and his upbringing at the Jedi Temple, he was being held back. Like, imagine having the skills, the knowledge of a PhD medical student, but you are being forced to be in the fifth grade. Like, obviously that would build up some really, really bad feelings of impatience. And I, I totally understand the comparison. I've always thought myself that Anakin was the chosen one, but as soon as like Ray's story started to unfold, especially being from a clone of Palpatine, I felt like that was really the force saying, you've done this too much, saying this to Palpatine, you've tried to influence us too much, you've tried to counter us too much. We're creating this, and this is going to destroy you, and this is going to destroy the Force. And for that reason, I think Rey is of a different prophecy. I don't think Rey is the chosen one, but I think she is like the one that not only brings balance to the Force, but kind of heals the Force. Because at the time, the Force was very fractured. You had Luke, who closed himself off from it. You had the Knights of Ren and Kylo Ren, who were practicing a very, very unadultered form of the dark side. And then you had Palpatine, who was manipulating the Force for his own will. So you really had no light side of the Force going on at the moment. And I think that also brings into account why Rey was able to be so all-powerful so quickly... Because the light side of the force was just building and building and building all of this potential energy. And as soon as it had an outlet via Ray, all that potential energy became kinetic energy, which then just boosted her abilities, boosted her learning cycles, and allowed her to naturally gain these abilities so quickly. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Yeah. It does to me, for sure. Um, I'd also like to point out that um, it, when I hear, like, someone is the chosen one, I feel like in that aspect, you don't then have a choice, you know? Facts. You are the chosen one. You were chosen to be this role. Yeah. That this is your role in life. Um, Anakin, obviously, he was um, made by the Force itself. Uh, the Force made Shmi pregnant with Anakin. He had no father. Uh, therefore... In that sense, he's not really like everyone else, you know? He was chosen for that role. Um, same thing kind of like with Rey, where obviously she had two parents, but her father obviously being a clone. Mm -hmm. So she's not a natural child at all, you know? Yeah. And I definitely think the Force kind of felt ill towards Palpatine as well. So what was the best way of them to kind of take Palpatine out was to take someone of his bloodline, of his lineage, yeah, and uh, give them the power to take him down, you know? And not just that, connect that child with 
a child from the strongest bloodline of the force and create a force dyad yeah exactly like that those two combined are just powerful and that force connection it really did create something because kylo was never going to be back on the light side again his mind was made up he wanted to but it's kind of like when you put someone into isolation lockdown they're going to start believing what they want to believe right and even though he had the pull back to the light because he was always a light side guy but just the dark side gave him everything that he never had which was freedom which was the allure of it and i'm sure keg could help us out with the light with the dark side because this man knows everything about the sith that we don't know so like what what are the things that are often offered by the dark side well whatever you need in a desperate time mm-hmm. it comes to you and it manipulates you into thinking oh yeah this is what i need i need it right now and then you get a taste of it and some people are unable to, you know, they just need more and more of it. Mm-hmm. And then you get some Sith corruption. It's always lovely. And then you're just looking for more and more power. Yeah. It's kind of like... Any way to get it. Yeah, it's like a... It, it's addictive, right? Coming from the man with Sith whisperings in his ears nonstop. Yeah. Uh, I feel like that's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is so weird, man. That's so weird. This man shared his screen earlier with the Revan teachings, and I'm like, bro, you need to get yourself some Mine is therapy. Committed. He is committed. And the dark side is this, like, it, I think it just is extremely raw as well. Because it's not pretending to be anything that it's not. Like, it is showing you... It is cutting itself open, saying, This is my blood, it's red. And this is the blood that you need. This is the blood that you crave. This is what you want. This is what you need. And oftentimes, it does take a lot to reject and go away from the dark side. Because we've seen countless Jedi fall to it. Countless people fall to it, but... It was really nice to see Rey, who had every reason, every intention to go to the dark side, stay on the light as well. Anakin couldn't do it. Luke could do it. Rey could do it, but Anakin couldn't do it. And I do feel like Anakin redeeming himself at the end, and his last day of life, I think that truly does make him the chosen one. Because it came full circle. And the story was written. The story was told. It just took a little bit of variance to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. It was really nice to see Anakin do it and not Vader. And in that sense, I think it's I think it's really cool. What about you, Fred? Least favorite character? Um. So, like, just from going through, like watching different tv series different movies um obviously i haven't watched everything yet but um 
To be honest, bro, it's got to be Rose Tico. <laughs> I Rose hate Rose Tico. Tico so much. I hate her, bro. <laughs> I hate her. I hate her. I hate her, man. She's terrible. <laughs> she serves no purpose. Yeah. Um, she has no value. And the only time she could have offered value, um, she screwed it. You know, like uh, she had one job and she didn't do it. And, uh, well, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, definitely Rose Tico. Um, she's like a zero out of ten character wise for me she just came out of nowhere it's like yeah. who are you to like you know <laughs> yeah. like, it's it's rough i think it was written in the stars for finn to give himself up to save his friends but she came out of nowhere man and the funny thing is like she had such a prominent role in episode eight she had so much screen time in episode nine you see her for like all of 10 seconds so yeah for real and um i actually have some more opinions about it but i'll probably like save that for later <laughs> you know so so juder least favorite character is that gonna be ray or has your opinion changed and what in star all wars time? All, all time all time worst character not worse but just your least favorite the character that you look at and you're like damn leia leia why is that? I just don't like her, man. Anything That's in fair. anything in particular? Like, she did that stupid ass <laughs> in space. Oh, let me go forward. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. To be fair, that's more of like a writing issue. If they had showed why nah, she was Nah, but able to even do that, even with that, know? bro, you got to think of it in universe. Like she did it. She did it. Yeah, I guess, you know, like but like if 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 people had known like Leia was like that, you know, like come on if man. She like showed Show the Jedi training. Any, like <laughs> anything. To be fair, that, that was a pretty cracked way to kind of reveal it, like, yo, I got this shit. Check this shit out. Boom. <laughs> but I do understand what you mean. And I felt like it was also a really good way to send her off too. Because Ben couldn't kill his mother, but Special Forces TIE fighter pilot comes out of nowhere, <laughs> blows her up, and I felt like it was she a... runs her over. <laughs> yeah, and even that, bro, if you don't kill her like that, let her do the Radis maneuver. Let her be the reason the Resistance gets to escape. True. You, you built like you built up Radis for all of a half hour just for her to do this heroic move. Why couldn't Leia do that? You built up Leia for four movies to that point. Why couldn't Leia be the one that sacrifices herself? She already lost Han. You know, I, and I feel like if if Ben knew that it was his mom about to do this, I feel like that would be the point in the fracture of Ben Solo. That would bring him back to the light side. But hey, I don't get paid to write these movies. What about you, Keg? Least favorite character? Well, we're going to have to take a little trip to Drum and Cass. Drum and Cass. And there is a pure Sith blood. I th he might be pure by the name of Lord Scourge. You might know of him. <laughs> <laughs> See, when Revan was in prison on Drum and Cast, Lord Scourge was there. 
And eventually Revan started fucking with him, saying, oh, I'm seeing visions of me escaping. And eventually, <laughs> eventually he does escape. And so Lord Scrooge is like, wow, this guy, this guy's something. I'm going to join him. Mm -hmm. So then those two and Mitra Surik go, go to face the Emperor. Mm -hmm. And Scrooge is like, I just saw my own vision. <laughs> and it's not you two guys being the Emperor. So he backstabs him, <laughs> kills Mitra, yeah, and then and then I then I have to witness one of my favorite characters in Star Wars go outside. Yeah, <laughs> I get that Lord With, Scourge. I get it. There, there, there's a lot of Lord Scourge haters. To, <laughs> to this a lot day, number one douchebag, Lord Scourge. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was going to get a Darth Bandon out of you, low-key, but I'll take a Lord Scourge. Also that Reva. <laughs> what don't you like don't about Reva? Through, through okay, Obi-Wan, you know, the Kenobi show, I, you know, she, she pissed me off every time she was on screen. <laughs> um, was, was she a necessary character? No. No. But what, hey. <laughs> what didn't you like about her? It's not necessary, but also, you know, I just didn't know they were allowed in the Jedi Temple. <laughs> you mean, uh, if you know what I'm you? saying. If you know what I'm, I thought I thought they gave one past a window. <laughs> just that, cause, just because they're influenced. That's all I gotta say about Reeve. Just because they're influenced by the dark side. I mean, Windu was able to kind of harness it. He was able to. No, no. Let me tell you what. <laughs> he never harnessed the dark side. What Vap had is is he takes his opponent's dark side energy power whatever he, he lets it flow through him he doesn't use it all and he directs it back at them and uses it against them he does not use it himself <laughs> yeah and I, I i do feel like reva was always prone to the dark side because the, there's nothing naturally light side about her just how she went about her business she was always quick to act she was always acting selfish I do understand what yeah. you're saying. Like, why did the Jedi let in this person who emitted so much potential for the dark side? And I get that. Especially when they didn't want Anakin, you know? They're like, yeah, <laughs> no, we don't want Anakin. He's too old and uh, he's been influenced too much, you know? Mm -hmm. he, he has darkness in him. It's like, oh, yeah, but Reva doesn't, right? Uh, yeah, okay, dude. So I get what you mean. Yeah. And it. Uh, don't even get me started. And we can talk about my least favorite character, too, at the Jedi Temple. He died when he was older than dirt. His name is Yoda. He's my least favorite character. Not only because he was literally in charge of the Jedi at the time of their demise. Not only because he had 800 years to see through the Sith. Not only because he got absolutely done over by a senator from Naboo. Not only because he was an absolute dickhead to Anakin, 
not only because he was a hypocrite in how he taught, but also because he rested on his laurels and he allowed everything to happen, knowing that it was going to happen, knowing how it was going to turn out, because he felt like it was the right thing to do. And I just despise Yoda. I hate Yoda. My least favorite character by a mile. No one comes close to Yoda. And everyone loves him. And I'm like, why do you love this guy? Who literally was responsible for the downfall of his own Jedi Order. This man is the Grand Master Jedi. Cream of the crop, top of the top. And he let things fall. And I think he's to blame for everything. Holistically. Because yeah. I'm not giving Palpatine any kind of fucking credit. It wasn't even his plan. Shout out my boy Tenebris. Shout out my boy Plagueis. It was their plan. Palpatine did diddly squat. The only reason Palpatine was there because he was human. Because he was a pretty face for the Senate. Man. Yeah. Hashtag fuck Yoda. <laughs> But that takes us into our Galactic Dispatches, our mailbag segment, and we got a very, very fun week of questions asked by our audience. And we're going to kick it off with Zis Keg starting us off. Oh, man, we got Laura in Washington. Just my favorite question here has to be, Star Wars is a wealth of powerful female characters. Who's your favorite? And how do you think the franchise can continue to empower and represent women on the big screen? You want to start us off with that one, Keg? <laughs> More women like my old lovely lady, Kreia. A well-written character. That's what I want to see. And check this out. This was my answer for this one, too. Um, Fred, I'm going to let you go first, just in case I steal it. Um, I don't think you will, to be honest. This one's kind of a sleeper. Um, I picked the armor. Okay. Uh, I love the fact that, like, she's so, like, boss attitude, like, about herself. And she's not, like, annoying or, like, cringy, you know? She's, like... She's a really strong female character. She's the leader of the Mandalorians. Like, how could you not like armor, you know? Yeah. Made the Beskar armor. Like, come on. She She's killing it, bro. What about really you, Judah? Let me reread the question. Oh, my favorite brother? You already know. Ray Skywalker! Ray Skywalker! <laughs> Bluebies. Had the best death scene in that whole franchise. Facts. Getting gunned down behind a bush. Yep. Man, ten out of ten. Just I love watching that movie just for that part. <laughs> See, and oh, I got one more thing to add. Okay. To continue empowering and representing these women on screen, they gotta start bringing more in. Facts. Where the fuck is Iden Versio, Anna? Yep. Where's Mara yeah. Jade? Facts. 
Where's Bastila Jean? And that was my Ooh. answer for this one, man. That's God my favorite. Damn it! Give me fucking big smelly mission vow. <laughs> Don't talk about my girl like that. She's fourteen. Big smelly. Of course, we would age her up for the big screen. <laughs> Good. I'd hope so. Um, but yeah, my favorite is Bastila. I think having a character that powerful, that cool, is... A brat. <laughs> I, no, I just think it's dope to see a character that can fall to the dark side, admit their mistakes, and jump back, you know? And to continue empowering and representing women on screen... I think you just got to keep going with the current course because, like Fred said, the Grandmaster of the Jedi currently, where we're at in canon, is a woman. The leader of the Mandalorians on both sides, you have Bo-Katan, you have the Armorer. The leader of the New Republic was Leia. The next in command was Radis. What show's coming out right now? Ahsoka. Who are the main characters in that? Ahsoka, Hera, Sabine, and there's a female counterpart. There's two female counterparts. So I'm really excited for it. And who's one of the like best characters to come out of the recent stories? You have Marin. So I think women are being very, very well represented and empowered. Um, but for me, man, Basil is my favorite. Are you kidding me? Especially when I was super young, bro, and you could, you could have some fun with Bastila, whip that lightsaber around, have a good time. It was sick. But we got another question. This one's for Juder. David in Ohio. The Clone Wars and Rebel series expanded the Star Wars lore. Which story arc or episode from these animated shows resonated with you the most, and why? You yeah. want to start us there, Fred? Yeah, I actually wanted to wa wanted a question like this for a while because uh, like when it comes to connecting with Star Wars like as a newer Star Wars fan there's not a whole lot that I have like sunk onto but this for sure like so specifically from the Rebel series uh, you know season 2 the last episode where Ahsoka confronts Vader for mm -hmm. the first time as Darth Vader that really like connected to me because like the way Ahsoka was kind of blaming herself for her master's downfall, you know, how she couldn't believe that it was uh, it was true, but you know now she she's seen it with her own eyes. I kind of feel like that that way sometimes, you know, where like I kind of blame myself for the downfall of others, you know, because there's stuff that I could have maybe done that I didn't do. Mm -hmm. And so that episode really connected with me because I felt like on an emotional level how Ahsoka actually felt there. You know, like this is someone that she saw as like an older brother, maybe even a father figure. And to just see this person fall to the dark side and there's nothing that she could have done about it, I feel I feel exactly how she felt in that moment. So I'm yeah. actually really glad uh, we got this question. Yeah, shout out, shout out David in Ohio. For me, man... Do you guys want to... Keg, are you talking about Clone Wars or Rebels? Rebels. Okay, Jude, are you, are you talking Clone Wars or Rebels? I am also talking Rebels. Okay, so I'll, I'll talk about Clone Wars. Um, For me, the arc that I most resonated with was when Obi-Wan was matched up again with his 
most deeply rooted rival, Maul, who came back and was just trying to be an absolute menace, mess up his entire life, murk his woman, hurt him in every single which way, and it really tested him. It really made him choose, like, do you want to turn to the dark side to save your woman? Do you want to turn to the dark side to, to free yourself? And no matter what, he stayed true to what he did. And for me, that resonated with me because I've had so many opportunities to take the easy way out, to take the easy road in life. And up to this point, I've stuck with me. I've stuck to my guns and what I know I'm capable of. And I really saw myself in that sense with Obi-Wan. And if I had to give another arc, it would be Anakin Skywalker very early on accepting his role as Ahsoka's ma as her master because we are all put into situations in life that we're uncomfortable with we're put into situations that we know are going to test us but we feel like we might be better than or we feel like maybe we're not capable of but seeing Anakin accept his role as Ahsoka's master really resonated with me because I've been put into countless situations in my life where Maybe I felt too out of my element, but I've had to stick with it. And in those senses, I've made some really good memories. What about you, Keg? Well, it's another episode that has Maul and Kenobi. Okay. I'll probably figure which one. The twin sons. The end. Yep. The end of their rivalry. Beautiful mm -hmm. episode. You get to see Obi-Wan go through the stances. Yep. Eventually doing a little Qui-Gon. Maul hits him with the same move. Obi-Wan's like, not this time, brother. Slashes <laughs> him. They, he will avenge us. You know. Is I just loved watching the it. chosen one? He is. Obi-Wan being he like, yeah. Us. Even though you fucked me over. Countless times, I'm just still gonna hold you while you die. Yeah, that's the man I am. See, that's why I really mess with Obi Wan. I think he's just a man's man, you know, in every sense of the way. What about you, Fred? Oh, Fred answered. Uh, I'm sorry, Judah. Yeah. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. When it was Kanan versus the Temple Guards. Oh man. That was a good episode, too. Edge. Oh, bro. Correct. Yeah. Kanan might be my favorite character out of Rebels, you know. And then, also, him sacrificing himself, man. Yeah, I can really resonate with Kanan, because he reminds I'll me a lot of that Kenobi. I'll do y'all no cap. You do that for uh, us, Judah? Death Star planted at our <laughs> planet. Y'all want me. All right. <laughs> for the keg? <laughs> You'll do it for keg? I'll do it for all y'all motherfuckers in here. Oh, you dumb. Oh, man. I want to get daughter. Keg would... <laughs> keg would stab you in the back at a, in a heartbeat, bro. Man, I, I'll make the I Death Star will. fire faster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It don't gotta be full power. Just shoot. Just shoot. <laughs> somebody out there. Next question we got from Emily in Texas. Shout out Emily in Texas. Uh, the Star Wars saga includes numerous morally ambiguous characters. 
Who is your moral? Who's your favorite morally gray character, and how do they challenge the traditional notions of hero and villain? What about you, Fred? Who's your favorite morally gray character? Morally gray? You already know, but it's Hondo Onaka, hundred <laughs> percent. Gotta yeah, be. I love him. I love him. He's so good. You know, like just perfect story writing. He's self-serving, mm -hmm. uh, similar to you know like just like in real life you see a lot of people they uh they're really self-serving they kind of just look out for themselves you know like and that's kind of the real world you know that's the world that i grew up in essentially you know uh I, obviously as a child um you know i had a nice life and then i kind of grew up and woke up to reality that the world's a lot harsher than that you actually think it is you know Facts. and for hondo i feel like he embodies that you know like he he's always looking out for himself he's always trying to do what's best for him even look at the clone wars man like he never took a side he just kind of did what was best for him you know yep if that meant going against the jedi he went against the jedi if that meant going against the separatists he went against the separatists you know he just he looked out for himself uh, and as well as to some degree the men that we're with him, but obviously at the end of the day, if it comes down to him with those men, you already know he's picking himself. So yep. I respect him for that. I respect him deeply for that. You know, like <laughs> in that kind of world, you have to look out for yourself. Yeah. Just I, at least some degree. So Facts. And uh, Keg, who would be your favorite morally gray character? Hmm. Well, I don't know if he's a favorite, but he's another scoundrel by the name of Han Solo. That's Briefly, a good answer. You know, a couple years with the rebellion, mm -hmm. of course, before smuggling. Yeah, like and then that after, like right after rebellion, he's like, man, I don't give a shit. I want to go back to smuggling and getting that dollar dollar. Yeah. Because the thing with Han. He's been on both sides of the coin. He was in the mm -hmm. Empire, and he was in the Rebellion. People forget, bro was fighting in the trenches. Dogs out the trenches. And Shout out to Stormtrooper Han. Facts. <laughs> and he's willing to throw the armor back on in the name of the Rebellion. You know, so you gotta, you gotta really think, like, yeah, he's kind of a scumbag, but, like, he's the kind of scumbag that you'd want on your team. You know what I'm saying? So that's a good answer. For sure, yeah. What about you, Juder? For this one, I'm going to have to go with my current playthrough of KOTOR. <laughs> my motherfucker <laughs> is in the gray. I'm in the gray. Good answer, good answer. Yeah, we like Rebin. How how do you think he challenges the notions of hero and villain, staying in that shit, gray? I, shit, I can make a bad choice, <laughs> and then I'll counteract that shit with a good choice. Mm -hmm. But right now, man, I'm making a lot of bad choices. <laughs> I took Zalbar back to his like village. <laughs> I took him back to Kashyyyk. Blood is getting dogged on. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to Kashyyyk. Let me take a wookie. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. I am banished. That's I used my claws against my brother. <laughs> and I'm like, god damn, you didn't think to tell me this shit earlier, bro? We're here. <laughs> it's fucked. 
We done came the whole route, and we're here. Oh, man. You didn't hear the attention approaching Kashyyyk. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't think this had anything? Bro was sitting in the back. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, we're going to You were sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> Bro was brushing all them teeth. He couldn't hear <laughs> over his tooth tunes toothbrush dog. <laughs> Bro had... Just brushing his big old honking teeth. Christ. Man, this is a tough question for me, man. Who's my favorite morally gray character? For me, I think I'm going to have to go with Dooku, personally. Uh, similar to Obi-Wan, right? Super similar to Obi-Wan. But where Obi-Wan stuck to his guns and stuck to his teachings, Dooku stuck to what his heart was saying. And it's like, bro, this ain't right. This is not what someone should do. So what does he do? He goes off. And he tries to get as much power as possible to make things right the way that he thinks that things should be. And while that's super dark sidey of him, I think Dooku does do it with the best intentions in mind, but at it's kind of like when you go into a swimming pool and you just get in a little bit too deep and then you're just stuck in the deep end. And I think that's what happened with Dooku. He got into the slippery slope and he's not your typical villain either to where he's doing it to bring the downfall of any Jedi. Like he didn't even want to kill Yaddle, but Yaddle had to die because he, she saw too much and with Dooku, he was just all about amassing wealth, gaining power, and eventually just ruling things how he thought that they should be governed. And I think he did it with all the right reasons, and I think for that reason, he can't really be looked upon as a villain, because in his mind, like, he's doing what's right. But in everyone else's minds on the opposing side, it's just like, well, even the Jedi in Episode 2 was like, oh... He, he, he was an ex-Jedi, so he, he can't be a murderer, you know? So I'd have to go with Dooku there. Fred, you got us with the uh, next question? Yeah, I got us. <clears throat> um, all right, next question is from Sarah up in California. What up, Sarah? Uh, she asks, Star Wars has often explored the theme of redemption. Which character's redemption arc do you find the most compelling and why? That's a good one. Yeah. Um, I'll start off if y'all don't mind. Um, sure. And I'm not going to say Anakin because <laughs> that's too way too easy. But <laughs> for me, man, I'm, I'm really going to go with Luke Skywalker here because he had no reason to come back. He had no reason in his mind because he'd already failed. He already messed up Ben. He already fractured his relationship with his sister and his brother-in-law. He messed up his entire family. And seeing him come back and defend the resistance to the point that they could escape, I think was huge. I think was huge because if, if, if Luke doesn't walk out, the resistance is done so. They're, they're gone. And in his last ditch effort, his last act in his life, Luke sacrifices himself in the way that Vader did 
so that his friends, his sister, and his family could escape. And all while, he did so without harming Ben. You know, he didn't have to lay a finger on Ben to do it. So, I think Luke. I think Luke. What about you, Juder? Who is Star Killer? That's a good one. Facts, that is a very good one. That motherfucker <laughs> died. Allegedly. Allegedly. He got told that he got cloned. Allegedly. And then he went and fought Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. What's not to love about that man? Pull the ship out the sky. Pull it out of the sky. Great character. Uh, that mission was climb. pain in the ass. I'll tell you why. I didn't know what the fuck I was <laughs> oh, doing man. and while he was in my ear yapping. <laughs> I almost just got up this good dog. RJD, pull out the sky. What about you, Keg? What's your favorite character redemption arc and why do you find it the most compelling? Uh, Shabazz Mohammed. <laughs> had no had no right whatever um you think about it fred do you got one yeah mine um so mine the one that i decided on was finn okay and i because like if you really think about finn's story as a kid being kidnapped by the first order and <laughs> being made to be a foot soldier yeah. And then, you know, just like serving the First Order blindly for so long. Uh, obviously, he then saw what they're actually doing and he refused to, to do it, you know? Like, that's just like a big part of like the story. And then, even like afterwards, you know, helping Ray. Because even when he was helping Ray, he was never really doing it out of like to redeem himself. He was doing it because he liked Ray, you know? Yeah. So. But, like, towards the end, you know, he, he's like, oh, no, forget this. I'm leaving. We're all dying. Yeah. And then, you know, he has, a change of, he has a change of heart. He's like, you know what? Nah, bro. I've become really good friends with these people. And they, they like, treated me like a real person rather than just, like, another cog in the machine. Facts. So, you know, he, bam, he switches it on. And all of a sudden, you know, he's helping them out. Even in the movie, that the episode eight, where uh, he's looking to run away and go and help Ray, you know? And then mm -hmm. Rose Pico catches him and, oh, what are you doing? Why are you running away? <laughs> yeah. you know, and, How dare like, you try and save our only hope? Yeah. And then, like, um, you know, he's he earned the title of Resistance Hero Finn, you know? Yeah. Like, slowly but surely. And he had a lot of moral um, dilemmas along the way. And he actually, you know, it was it was just so compelling to me, man. Like, every time he would be like, you know what, no. This is the right thing. This is what I should do, you know? So, to me, that was, like, that was a big thing, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Kegger? Well, after further thought, I've come to none of that compelling to me. Really? Yeah. How come? There's just none that you really just, like... Damn, that one hit. Not that I know of. Not even Vader? Not yeah, not Vader. Not I don't ben go Solo, nothing like that. Not Bastila. 
Not Bandon. Bandon. What you you know about Bandon? Not if Bandon the handsome, bro. What you mean? Yeah. Not uh. Not freaking Cal Kestis. Not even Ben Solo. (laughs) I I guess I kind of get it right because this keg is a person who he is more enticed by the Sith aspect of Star Wars. You know. Yeah, and that's so. Seeing a redemption arc wouldn't really compel him or appeal to him as much as like if someone turned from the light side to the dark yeah, side. Who's your, you know? who's your oh. favorite? Who's your favorite fall? Whose fall did you enjoy? Which downfall did you prey yeah. on? Paul yeah, Pierce. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. Hmm. There's got to be one in there. Man, oh man. <laughs> when I you know it wasn't of his own free will that he did it this young bastard but <laughs> my girl my girl Darth Xana did some nice Sith sorcery on his ass made him made, made this Jedi like Padawan or Knight insane <laughs> so he's all crazy dark side so when the jedi come to kill the final sith they they just see this little fucker and they're like mm. one shot him and like oh we <laughs> killed the sith you're done <laughs> while and the menace ass shit is that while bane, while bane and xan are in like a little basement hiding that's good i like that I like that. Um, <laughs> man. Real hater. And, and that <laughs> yeah. was one of her childhood friends. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> hey, bro, sometimes... She sometimes it be your own homies, you know? <laughs> you got us with the next question, Kick. <laughs> oh, this one's all about you as well. Perfect. From Christine in Australia. The Sith... Have an intense thirst for power. If you were tempted by the dark side, what personal desires or ambitions do you think would draw you toward it? Murder. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> I would kill some people. Just like murder, dog. For you me. know, there's those days when those customers, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just want to force lightning some lady that's like paying with pennies. Fucking just. Chalk somebody in the throat. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Not even a force power. Allegedly. <laughs> Man, for me, I think yeah, it would just... I don't know. There's nothing personally that I desire or I have ambitions for that I would really need like that. Because I was thinking like, oh, power. But like, I don't want to be in charge of more than I need to be, you know? Yeah, I think for me, it'd be more so like having the freedom based on having power, you know, to do what I want. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, if I have power, you can't tell me that I need to be doing this. Uh, you know, like, I, I decide what I do, you know. To me, like, time is the most, like, valuable thing. So power, if, this, if like, somehow the dark forces could offer me, like, more time, you know, and they can, right? Like, um... Yes, sir. Yeah. Do some essence <laughs> transfer, baby. Exactly. <laughs> Have some rotten flesh like uh, Darth Sion. 
<laughs> you don't want to be like him, man. You can do nah. way better. You can do way better. <laughs> so yeah, for me, it's definitely like having time, you know. So time equals freedom, in a sense. So for me, man, I have no answer, and I apologize, Christine, but there's just nothing about the dark side that seems oh, like this a, fucking guy. There's nothing Boobies. that. <laughs> Ooh. There's nothing that tempts me. You like sure. That. Come on, man. Imagine what you could do to some Twi'leks. No, what I'm good. The, uh, I'm good. What if the force made you like a uh, six foot nine ball <laughs> with your boy LeBron? You know, your force hooping <laughs> with some chips, you know? Hey, man, maybe in another Ooh. life, but I just have no per- I have no desire to that, you oh, know? Oh, come on, man. Dynamic duo. Do, 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 a, little step, do a little step back, <laughs> force push the defender. No, man. Like... <laughs> I could do. Foul, foul. I could do all that with the light side, bro. Force just... choke the ref. Oh no, I would never do that. <laughs> I would never do that. You kidding me? No, no. There's you just me. Somebody calls in a technical. Bro, there's just there's nothing dark side about me, man. Oh, I hate to break it to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, Revan? Yeah, yeah, while you're wearing a Revan no, shirt. On the hood of it. Who's on the hood of that shirt? Egg Force Ghost of August Ames? Come on now. Now, put, put me in the Star Wars universe. Of course, I'm going to be a Sith. But <laughs> I, I, I recently just finished uh, Ronin, which is a novel from the Visions episode, The Duel. Yep. And there... In there, 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 there's a character, a witch, a witch, and she, a witch. She, she, that's what she's called. A witch. She's called a witch. She's she a dark you? side user. No, no, no. The novel's very like different from regular Star Wars. Um, but she's Harry able. <laughs> but she's able to, um, you know, just. Bring the dead back to life, not like a night sister way, but where <laughs> she she will be she she can either control the body, or you can just be alive again, but she's in your ear yapping. No, I love how bro's just sitting in the fucking dark with some sunglasses on. He's just he's a fucking menace, dog. Talking about whispering and people. I, I, I would bring literally back all has the Darth Revan. In his ears too, just telling him oh, hatred, uh, <laughs> death. I would bring back all the motherfuckers I killed, and then I would take over the whole entire galaxy. You tell me, more power for them, the Rakatans. I'm doing more than that. <laughs> Fair so play, it was man. Like uh, necromancy is what she was doing. Something like that. Something like that. Fair play, bro. Fair play. You got us on the next one, Judah. This one's coming in from Bean in <laughs> Illinois. Shout out Bean. Bean. The concept of balance in the force has been a reoccurring theme. How do you interpret balance? And is it possible to achieve true balance between the light and dark sides? Hell no. Uh, I gotta it's always a motherfucker like me. <laughs> the, the, well, the thing is, like, there's always a back and forth, right? I feel like balance oh, is a constant, like, you know, like, balance, you know? Like, there's never one side on top of the other, but, like, the force is always one-sided, you know? It's always dark side. It balance is two sides, you know? 
Yeah, I guess to to like a point, you know, like yeah, there there are two sides, but like it's never like just completely balanced between light and dark. There's always one on top of the other. It's like you know, like think of it as like a scale, you know, like uh, one side you're putting like ten pounds of light side, the other side you're putting like two pounds of dark side, you know, like and the force is always like that. At least how I see it throughout the storytelling of like episodes one through three. Uh, then going through like four through six, even seven through nine, you know, like it, there's always one side on top. It's never uh, complete balance, you know, like that's how I see it anyway. So the force in it of itself is, it is light side. The force is all about the light side, right? Mm-hmm. And the the way of balance is to live through the force the dark side all the dark side is is you're manipulating the force to your own will and you're torturing the force and i think the definition of balance the interpretation of balance is eradicating the dark and bringing it back to all light and having the force continuously flow because there really is not like the only thing that you're gaining from the dark is selfish endeavors. The thing that you're gaining from the light is growth, harmony, peace, and balance. So in my estimations, that's how I perceive balance. That's how the wills perceive the force. That's how the wills interpret balance. So let's see what you have to say, scary boy. Let's take a trip <laughs> to, thi- to the lovely planet Tython. <laughs> We've been here before. I'll say it again. The original Jedi, they were all about balance in the Force. But that included light and dark. Because the dark is not always that scary, Mr. Tico. You, you, I wouldn't you say it's scary. scary. You, it's scary to you, little man. See. No, because then you're giving it too much power. They're like, And no, I've said this forever. No. Sith. Yeah, nah, Sith are like, bi- they're bitches. There's nothing strong about a Sith. Why I oughta kick your ass. Sith, dark side users, they're bitch made. Because they they succumb their existence to this existence of living through hatred, being angry. They're just little angry guys, you know? At the end of the day. They're not You don't understand. <laughs> no, I do. You gotta get you gotta get your Sith game up. <laughs> No, it's man. not just a bunch of angry guys running around. <laughs> it's more than that. They There's might be, anger to it. They might be briskly walking, but at the end of the day, man, it's just it, it, the perception of the Sith of the dark side is just it's it's given way too much plot it when in actuality it's they're just bitch made. They really are just bitch made. There's nothing strong about it. You can be strong with the dark side because you're naturally, you're atoned strong to the force. But at the end of the day, the light will always outshine the dark. 
And that's just how it rolls. <laughs> and them dark motherfuckers in the shadows, though. Manipulating <laughs> the galaxy for thousands of years. That's pretty cool. I'll tell you that. I'm, I agree. I agree. But definitely not bitch made. Oh, definitely bitch made. Because they have to do no. it from the shadows, you know? No, 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 no. It's like, uh... It's like cyberbullying, you know? They're doing it from behind a keyboard. That's how I can perceive it. But, this next question, uh, this is, it's translated. This is from, we believe it's Ko in Tokyo. Star Wars has explored various aspects of the Force, but what other unexplored Force-related abilities or phenomena do you think could add depth to the lore? What do you think, Dark Side Boy? <laughs> Dark Side Boy. <laughs> Add depth to the lore. Some force abilities. Yeah, is shit. there anything from like legends that you might consider making canon? Even that, it could be like. Something that you've thought up, you know. Alright, let me let me say something real quick about this one. I'll let you think this gig. What you thinking, Juke? I wanna see when a Jedi uses the mind trick. I wanna see what the person being tricked sees. Okay. So you wanna see their point of view? Satellites. Yeah. Okay. When ben, this is not the droids you're looking for. In their eyes, what do they look like now? Yeah. If that's not what they're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good point. Do you have an answer for this one, Fred? Yeah. Uh, so I. So this is kind of iffy. It's more so like what I would like them to interpret into Star Wars. Cause I feel like it makes sense in my eyes, right? So, like, mm -hmm. um, in my mind, when a light side force user uses the force, right? It, I feel like their power more so should depend on like how like respected and how dependent on they are, stuff like that, you know. So, like, um, like for Anakin, right? He was deemed as the chosen one from like day one, and being seen as the chosen one. I feel like his light side power should be stronger because so many people see him as a strong Jedi in the first place. Mm -hmm. And that's why I kind of feel like um, w when you start off as a Jedi Knight, usually you'll have like a blue lightsaber, right? Because like, oh, you're more touted in combat rather than using the force because you have less experience. And I feel like as you gain more experience, more people kind of put more faith into you. And therefore, you then usually transition to a green lightsaber because you're a lot stronger in the force than you are in fighting at that point. And I feel like it's similar in the dark side where, like, the more kind of hatred you have, the more people that hate you, despise you, uh, the more corruption that you're exposed to, the stronger your dark side power should be. And I feel like interpreting that into actual, like, canon would make a lot of things tie together as to why like anakin is so strong as to why like ray got so strong so quickly you know because a lot of mm -hmm. people kind of see her as their last hope yeah. yeah for sure so 
I feel like that would that that's just me thinking. You know, I feel like that makes sense in my mind. So. So for me, and this is something that I'd like to. I have a like specific example for this one. I want to see how Darth Sidious clouded the Jedi. I want to see how what was going on in his mind when he's filled in a room with Jedi. Like, because there's certain scenes where he has five, eight, ten Jedi in the room with him at one time. And, like, what is he doing to mask himself? What is he doing to corrupt these people's minds in the moment to where they don't sense the dark side upon him? And I want to see, like, the mental battles. I want to hear what he thinks because... In all the literature, you never truly hear and think what Palpatine is thinking, except in the Plagueis novel. And in the Plagueis novel, he's an absolute sociopath. He's an absolute psychopath. And I want to see what he was thinking in those moments. So if they could somehow add depth to how Palpatine clouded himself, I think that would be... A terrific thing. What if it's like a Schmeagol slash Golem type? (laughs) (laughs) That'd be insane. Sheevy, Sheevy. Don't do it, (laughs) Sheev. Not now. (laughs) But I want to. You got an answer, Keg? (laughs) You took it from me. Uh, Get fucked. (laughs) Get fucked. Man. It's because I can sense your emotions. I can sense your thoughts. Yeah. It's a light side power, you know? Oh, yeah? <laughs> That's a bitch-made power. No, it's a good one. Yeah. You got us on the next one, Fred? Yeah, I can read the next one. <laughs> um. Well, so the next have. one... Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, are you making fun of me because I can't read? I can't read. <laughs> really insensitive, man. Yeah, because your screen's <laughs> as dark as your room is. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, the next one is from uh, Greg in Wisconsin. Shout out, Greg. And, uh, yeah. So Greg asks, uh, Star Wars has touched on themes of hope and despair. How does the franchise's exploration of these themes resonate with you? And how can it inspire us in our own lives? That's a good question. Yeah. I actually want to hear what JT has to say about this. Because, like, uh, you know. Yeah, start us off, Jeter. Yeah. The one thing that Star Wars and hope have in common is I hope Ray Skywalker gets gunned <laughs> down like Ayla Secure. <laughs> And I started clapping. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let it be Finn that does it as well. Oh, that'd be nuts. Influenced because she knows, or he knows that Ben kissed her. Yeah. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. He's letting the dark side flow through him. He's gonna let the hate flow. He's gonna end that Glock with the switch. Man, he's gonna pull out the heavy mini gun <laughs> special ability. <laughs> he's gonna AOE her. She done for. I think call I, to assist. They're gonna tag team. <laughs> I think Finn's gonna be a Jedi in the new movie, Loki. 
I hope he is. I genuinely hope Finn is a Jedi, bro. Like, they they just done him kind of dirty in the movies in general. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, he's had some shining moments here and there, but, like, I feel like for such an integral part of the series, like, Poe's had his, like, shining moments as, uh, like, this crazy good pilot. Ray, obviously, being the main character, she's had her, like, shining moments. But, like, Finn? Give us something with Finn, man. Finn is a gambling addict. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Spent half the movie in the fucking casino. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, Rose. That's despair. (laughs) (laughs) And the hope is that he hopes he can make his money back. (laughs) (laughs) What about you, Dark Side Boy? How do you feel about the themes of hope? Well, I don't care a whole lot about hope. But despair is pretty cool too. Yeah. But from that Indiana connection, from what I've gained, I read quite some time ago. You know, I've got to, I've got to have a small group of people. Yeah. And I've got to be manipulating the shit out of people. That's what I got to be doing. And you won't know it. You won't know it. Uh, I'm going to be gathering information in secret on you. I know things. And if you try to give me, I'm going to have my Sith girl. She going to get you. Because I'm the master. <laughs> Darth Mission? <laughs> Bro is cutting a promo right now. <laughs> <laughs> me and my Sith girl are Darth Mission. <laughs> yeah. Darth Ishin. Let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah. Uh for me personally, Star Wars in the sense of hope has meant everything to me. Obviously with everything that's happened with my dad, my family and all the stuff that we've gone through, like it's kind of just been a source for me to hold out hope that there is good in people still. Um but intrinsically like yeah, there's not a day that goes by that you that you could put episode three up on TV and I won't cry to it because there's just, you hope that things go right for a character and when they don't go right, it just cuts you like a knife, man. So it's, it's a bit tricky with me, but I think teaching kids, especially because star Wars as when I was a kid was huge for me because I didn't have the best situation. I didn't have, the best upbringing but i had star wars and star wars taught me that there's always hope and there's always the sun's always gonna rise so that's what star wars means to me what about you fred yeah so um as far as hope and despair goes uh obviously i like to lean more towards hope on like some uh dark side users yeah (laughs) in this but um yeah, so uh, being as someone who you guys know, I've worked as a uh, comhab skill developer, right? Mm-hmm. So I've worked with a lot of uh, under, like underdeveloped kids, you know, like uh, mentally, physically, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, even like adults as well, you know, and like seeing them in so much despair. <laughs> I saw that just kind of, seeing them in like so much despair, you know, and then like being able to be that like hope for them you know to kind of guide them and show them that you know you can still have a somewhat successful life you know like um i had this one client who i worked with um loved going to church you know 
uh, he, he just enjoyed it a lot, you know, and like he found it very fulfilling, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was another little boy that I taught. Um, he 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 actually was really smart despite being like um, mentally slow, you know. Like he was still a really smart kid, just unluckily for him, you know, like he wasn't able to develop. All, all the way you know so like he just there's lost potential but there is hope you know like he he can still have like a very full like enjoyable life you know he enjoys video games um he enjoys um like reading you know stuff like that you know so i, I think that's pretty cool and i think that kind of gives hope to all of us you know like even For in sure. like despair that you can't even like like there's no coming back from it you know like he'll never 100 percent be like at, at the same level as we are uh but you know like he, he can still enjoy his life have a good life and i think that's uh that's a really like good good thing that we can all hold on to you know and appreciate mm-hmm. so i'm with you man yeah. well i mean hope is always going to be the deepest type of emotion that i think you you can bring out of a I think hope and despair are such opposite ends of the spectrum in that sense. But we got another question. This one's for you, Kegger. Amanda in California. Star Wars give us memorable joys like R2-D2 and that BB-8 fuck, but also C-3PO ten times better. <laughs> if you could design your own unique droid companion, what abilities and personality traits would it have? Well, I've already done that. I've I've already made a droid have for you? this Mr. Tico's <laughs> book, XKG-1. <laughs> It is a dumb series pit droid. Yep. And like yep. the name suggests, it takes its traits from me. <laughs> it's pretty dumb, pretty yep. reckless, and it might be a little funny guy. I don't yeah. know, though. <laughs> ah, you telling the truth, man. You're telling the truth. Yeah, I respect it, you know. And he is a little funny guy at the end of the day. Um, for me, man... I think the perfect kind of droid needs to be like a like a uber companion in the sense that they need to offer you something that you otherwise couldn't get from something on your own, you know? So given the the chance of getting a droid of your own manufacturing, I think it would be super dope if you could have a droid that was somewhat of a protocol droid, but at the same time was giving you stuff that like HK-47 could do, a little bit of security detail at the same time, you know what I'm saying? I think that'd be really, really cool. So, like, triple zero. A protocol droid that could also defend you if you needed it. I think that'd be tight. I think that'd be really tight. That tortures people too? Need be. Need be. Amen. Hey. <laughs> we yeah. all from Africa, you know. Can't have it all. <laughs> True. What about you, Fred? Droid of your choice. 
Give me a droid that gives me that good guck guck suction. Jesus Christ. <laughs> man, when you said a droid that's like a companion, man. <laughs> temptations, the sick temptations. I should have said something different. Yeah, you should have. You freak. Uh, nah, but like, um, I think this goes back to me saying the thing I value most is time, you know? So any kind of droid that would, like, help me with that, you know? Um mm-hmm. You know, kind of like C-3PO, like with his translation, you know, like being able to like translate thousands of thousands of different languages. Mm-hmm. That is so that's so time saving in so many different aspects. You know, you know, things that I can do with that, you know, like a lot. that'd be an awesome companion. Yeah, for sure. Something like C-3PO for sure, I'd say. And he's also really like knowledgeable as well, you know, so mm-hmm. yeah, De- definitely. What about you, Judah? Give me a dynamic duo like Triple Zero and BT One. Yes, you're a tr- actually give me a trio. <laughs> Add in BB Belt. Okay. <laughs> I'm naming one Keg, Fred, <laughs> and Tico. Now I'm on top of the world. Hell yeah. I respect and they call that. me Juke Decker. We're all right. boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's all of us, yeah? For droids? I like that. Yeah. Those are some pretty good choices. Uh, Juder, you got us on the next question, buddy? Mike in New York. <laughs> lightsabers, are, uh, lightsabers are iconic, but they also represent the wielder's personality if mm-hmm. you were a jedi or sith what color lightsaber would you choose and what emotions would it reflect that's a good question um i'll start us off on that one i think and you know i wear i wear a crystal around my neck every day and it'd be a green it'd be green because i do think i am a a serial learner in the sense that I would love to learn as much as I can and as much as I'm capable of of action, of violence, it would be a last resort. And I do think that if you can talk an issue through, you should try and talk about it as much as you can before you make actions that you're going to regret. What about you, dark side boy? Well... <laughs> It's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Red, 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 red. Yeah, it would be a nice red blade. It would be, would it? <laughs> yes, it would. I would can I would cut down hundreds of Jedi. With hundreds, my, with, only hundreds. With my sexy toilet. Apprentice. <laughs> okay, uh, Darth Ziskeg. Yeah. Uh, I think for me, it'd probably be purple, to be honest. Because, like, I, I see myself clearly, right? Yeah, I, I, I know, uh, I know myself. I had to go and get know, my whip and, uh, real quick. Yeah, I feel you. I, I was just, um, 
I was just saying, um, for me, it'd be purple, probably, because I see myself as a person who follows on the light side, but at times, I do fall to temptations, to <laughs> to the darkness, you know, it tempts me, you know, but I try to be the best person I can be still. For sure. So I'd say purple, purple for sure. What about you, Jute? Real motherfucker like me picking maroon. Maroon. Okay. And I'm being an unaligned force <laughs> user. I like that. Just a, just a dark Jedi, huh? Nope, I'm me. <laughs> just, <laughs> just me. I'm just me. I like that. I've always been a, I've always been a Jedi. I've always been. See, my brother was Obi Wan, growing up, which made me Qui Gon. Yeah. And. When Qui-Gon bit the dust, that made me Anakin. And in episode two, Anakin was throwing around a green lightsaber. So, I was attached to the green, man. I was attached to the green. And then Luke Skywalker rocking the green. It just made sense. It just made sense for me, man. So, I've always been a green Donnie. And I think just in the sense of that, just in the sense of the aesthetic, the green... I feel looks the nicest. Let's be honest. The green looks the nicest. No one wants to walk around with a a flaming red stick. You know, red nothing alluring with red. But green, it's got that nice glow to it. Purple I can see, but man, green is nice. Solid question, Mike. And in the in the comment section, in the reviews, let us know. Would you be a, a Jedi or a Sith? We got Gavin in Florida. Star Wars has numerous incredible planets. If you could spend a day on any Star Wars world, which one would you pick? And what would be the first thing that you would do there? I am picking Kashyyyk and I'm getting me a Wookiee. <laughs> you are buying one. Jeep like Solo. It. Yes, sir. I will have that motherfucker <laughs> fish for me. Oh, man. Nah, you be cleaning my fish. He would give me piggyback rides to work. <laughs> <laughs> Do we be cutting wood? Cutting wood. We be, be best bud. Would you give him the captain's armband? Oh no, we are going to be two v two demons. Yeah. <laughs> Have him in the paint, just blocking Ooh. shots. Kobe and Prime Jack, watch out. Oh yeah, I respect it. So, Jute's going to Kashyyyk to <laughs> become a slave master. That's pretty dope. Yeah, that's what you said. That is pretty dope. Um, where would I go? I think... Tatooine. <laughs> I think I'd want to go to, like, Naboo's beautiful. Coruscant's really cool. Um... Let me yeah, watch out for the police chief. AP <laughs> <laughs> <AP> stains. <laughs> but yeah, let me go to Coruscant and just see like the Jedi Temple. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Or Naboo. I'm gonna go. I'm going to Naboo for my eventual honeymoon. So I'll pick Coruscant for sure. Coruscant seems cool. What about you, uh, Fred? 
See, this one's a, a bit tempting, you know, because uh, there are some pretty cool planets in the Star Wars, like Realm. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, take me to Mandalore, dude. Mandalore, okay. I want to dwell with the Mandalorians. I feel like I'd have a really good time there, you know. Right. Bathe in the waters, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but I feel like, um, yeah, I've always kind of liked uh, Mandalore. Um, obviously, uh, the first thing I'd do there, I'm not too sure, to be honest. There's a lot of stuff that I could do. Maybe riding on the dunes would be fun. That would be really fun. Mm-hmm. Just hopping on the dune, just like go riding. That'd be awesome. Um, yeah, so Mandalore for sure. I definitely think it's a really like cool planet as well. So, it is pretty dope. It is pretty dope. Much respect to that. Keg, are you gonna say Tython? You know, like there's so many cool places, and, and you guys just choose the most boring ones. <laughs> All right, we get it. You want to go hang out with Lizzo? No, no, no. <laughs> Take me to Corban for two things. <laughs> For two things. Jesus Christ. First, I want to go to the Valley of the Dark Lords. Of and I want to And I want to fuck with some old-ass Sith Lords. And if they don't fuck with me, I'm just going to kill them or something. You know, I'm just going to fucking Nihilus. I'm just going to absorb them. I'm okay. him. You know? And then second, give me a pure Sith... <laughs> Pure shit, blood, woman. Jesus Christ! I've only got one day there. I'm gonna enjoy it. Gonna sit on, huh? See, that's also why I'm going to Coruscant too. You know, because to get drugged. Nah, I can say what's up to Leia. You know, say what's good with it. Oh, You're you gonna try some spots. Hey, bro. You and Han Solo are you and Han Solo are uh, divorced. What's good with it? How you doing? Oh, all I'm saying, bro, you know, Bo-Katan, Where you armor, <laughs> Mandalore got some baddies, bro. Don't don't cap Mandalore got some baddies. Oh, for sure. Sasha Banks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Never mind. <laughs> Hold up. Um, solid question from Gavin there. Um, Fred, you got us on the next one. Yeah, I got the next one. All right, so Emma in Georgia asks, Star Wars often explores the theme of mentorship. If you could be mentored by any Star Wars character, who would you choose and what lessons would you hope to learn from them? And uh, actually, I'd like to answer this one first because you know my answer already. (laughs) It's Obi-Wan Kenobi. (laughs) He's my favorite character in all of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. And if I had to have him mentor, mentor me in anything... I really love his um, his Seresu form, so okay. learning that would be awesome. Maybe also having him teach me like discipline, you know. Because yeah. uh, if anyone knows discipline, it's Obi Wan. So True. like that's definitely my choice, hundred percent. Not going back. Anapino Skrilla. Facts. I like that answer. What about you, Juder? Hmm. Anyone in the galaxy? Let me learn smuggling from Han Solo. 
That's cool. That's pretty cool. I didn't even. Yeah, I'm gonna learn how to shoot first. <laughs> Call me John Solo. <laughs> what about you, Keg? You gotta spend a couple of nights with Revan's woman that he abandoned, oh. and she she's gonna teach me some battle meditation. Now, I don't know if I'd want the regular or the corrupted. <laughs> I can tell you which one you'd rather. You know, just to have a whole entire army in front of you and you do your little meditation and they're all despaired and they're like, oh, we're fucked. We're doomed while they have the odds. Mm -hmm. And now I'm just going to dog on them. Mm hmm. That's me and my me and my sexy twilight apprentice. <laughs> okay, um, I was gonna go with Bastila Sean, but I'll switch up and I'll go Ray Skywalker, cause that she knows everything at this rate. She knows everything. She's read all the Jedi texts. She knows everything under the sun. So let's go, Ray Skywalker, and the lessons that I hope to learn are complete force atonement i want to be one with the force and allow a nice balanced stream of force essence flow through me and use me as its catalyst give me that that's all right it's all right now god uh what is that maya from another Californian, Star Wars has introduced some incredible starfighters. If you could pilot any starfighter, which one would you choose? And if so, you know, what what mission? What, what are you doing in that ship? That's a good one. I need some time to think about this one, so someone else go first. A lot of ships, bro. There's yeah. a lot of ships what? in the Star Wars you universe. Need the tide Defender? <laughs> I'm going to town. <laughs> Tide Defender and I'm going to town. Blasters are blazing. <laughs> <laughs> we what we've captured from this pod is that Juder just he's got some he's got some emotions that Dude, he's that needs ship to... <laughs> is so fucking sick if you don't have an unlock. <laughs> yeah, I got it unlocked, but I gotta get my adversary up, bro. <laughs> I have rough. everything maxed except for her fucking crew shit. Oh man. Uh, okay. I love it. Yeah. I think stun. for Oh yeah, true. It has the sun, right? On the second. It and then the base. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and it's got a bad pilot, pilot will be Iden. <laughs> it's a win-win. True. Tuffy. What about you, Kegger? Oh man. What are them ships, them Mandalorians fly, where they do all the spinny, spinny, spinnies? Oh, the gauntlet starfighter? Yeah, give, give me the gauntlet. What are you doing with it? You know what I'm doing with it. I am, uh... Doing some spinny spins? I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna do some spinny spins. For sure. For now, now, I wonder if they had those during the Mandalorian Wars. 
Yeah. Because if if they if they did, well then I'm gonna be fighting the Republic. Okay. <laughs> nice, nice. And then okay. Revan's gonna dog on me, but hey, my idol killed me. I'm fine. Yeah, it, it is what it is, man. <laughs> you Revan, I'm a big fan. No, please. At least, at least if Malik don't, if Malik kill me, I'm haunting his ass. What about Bandon? <laughs> What if yeah, Bandon kills you with some forced judgment? <laughs> That'd be a bad way to go, bro. Um. So for me, I'm going to go with the Fondor Hallcraft that we saw in Andor, piloted by Luthen Rail, when he took on the light cruiser, the empirical light cruiser, by himself. And he had those lightsaber-type beat joints on the side of his ship where he cut those two TIE fighters in half, bro. Give me that ship. 100p, no Skrilla. That ship is fire. My co-pilot? Shoot, let me, let me fly Ahsoka Tano around the galaxy. Say what's up, you know? See how we doing. But that would be... That'd be a sick, sick ship. Probably the dopest ship we've seen in canon to this day. We've seen some dope ones already. For me, it's the uh, Death Star pointed at your <laughs> ship. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's not the Death Star. Um, honestly, I really like the Raven's Claw. I think it looks cool as fuck. Okay. I had that pulled up as well. Uh, I was going to uh, ask if it's a yeah. solo ship. Yeah, pretty damn big for one motherfucker. Yeah, it, it's really cool though. I like it. Um, honestly, I would just be like flying around in it. I don't. There's no like mission I'd want to go on or anything. I I just want to fuck around with the ship, you know. Like mm-hmm. it looks really cool. So try to try to do the Kessel run in less than twelve point six. You know. <laughs> the Let's e- give up an honorable mention as well. Yeah, the Ebonhawk. Yeah, true. Ebonhawks too, Deb. And then give me the Imperial Tide Bomber. And I'm going to do some bombing run. <laughs> Jesus Christ. My country needs me. I got to go for it. Yeah. I was going to say just a standard issue X-Wing, but man, the uh, the Resistance X-Wings, they got a little bit faster, a little bit better, had the light speed capabilities. So, but uh, the reason why I chose the... Uh, the Fondor is just because it can also double as a place to stay, you know? It's got housing in it. So, I'd go with that, for sure. Because you can't, and also, it needs to be small enough that you can park it in, like, a backyard. You can't just park a Millennium Falcon in your backyard. I can. I want to see me drive. Okay, <laughs> good. Let me get the malevolence in the driveway. <laughs> Let me park my executor. Jesus Christ. Um, next one's you, Juder. From Patrick in Texas. Star Wars has a rich history of epic lightsaber duels. If you could witness any lightsaber duel from history, which one would you choose and why does it fascinate you? Damn. Give me when Qui-Gon gets by mom. Bro wants a front row seat to see a <laughs> <Yes>, murder. <sir. laughs> I want to see him 
cry about them getting him for his phones. JTOP. Woo! Darth Mom, your biggest fan. I'm pulling up with a lunch and some popcorn. <laughs> He'd have his face painted and everything. Let's go more. Yeah. You know, he'd grab a souvenir uh, after as well. Just take something off Qui Gon. He'd cut. No, he'd cut fucking Qui Gon's ponytail off. <laughs> take that shit home. Good God, man. What about you, Keg? I would like to see the ruler to be tested. It's first time with my boy Bane being like, hey, Xana, are, are you really that gal? Do you really want to be about this life? Yep. And she's like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll fuck you up. And she did. Plus a neat duel, because it's like if Bane wins, he's gonna do some like essence transfer to her, mm -hmm. and then like he's gonna live even longer. And then what's Bane's plan after that if he ever won? To train Cognus? That's what that's the plan. Probably ram horned bitch. <laughs> At that stage, probably. Um, Fred, you got an answer for this one, buddy? Um, yeah. So, as uh, you know what? Actually, yeah, yeah. The, the one distinct one for sure. Um, Kenobi and Vader, you know, in the Kenobi series. Okay. Uh, that was just like, that was just something else for me, man. Just Kenobi confronting Anakin one last time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it wasn't the last time, but, you know, like, uh, just pulling up and being like, I'm sorry I failed you. And even Lord Vader says, nah, Kenobi, this one's not even on you, bro, you know? And then yep. they go at it, man, like, oh, it's rough. But I would I, I'd enjoy every second of it, you know? Facts. And then um, afterwards, you know, I'd L dance on Vader because he still can't <laughs> take my boy Kenobi in you know, a fight. <laughs> he's tried. He's tried it. You see, he can't. He can't handle Kenobi. He's too good. For me, man, no, I had to. I had to Google where this fight took place because I. I just forgot. It's been a minute. But Vader versus Soka for the first time on Malachor, on the Sith Temple. Uh, yeah, that'd be tight. I'd invite Keg so he can come and see some Sith shit. <laughs> but man, that'd be nuts. That would be nuts to see that battle. Because it got to the point where each of them was just too exhausted to fight. So they both left on their own accord, you know? So I want to see how it went down. And I think it's just poetic, too. Because neither of them could kill each other. No matter how badly Anakin... Or not Anakin at that point, but Vader wanted to kill every... Reminder of Anakin and Ahsoka wanted to kill the person that killed Anakin as well. You know, so that'd be my answer easily. Easily. Um, this is from Dwight in Pennsylvania. The Star Wars Expanded Universe had many beloved characters. Which Legends character would you like to see integrated into the current canon 
and how would they fit into the new stories? Well, if you asked me this before watching Rebels, I would have said Thrawn. Because I love Thrawn. I think he's just the goat. Um, and I won't say Juder's answer. But at this stage, I'd love a little bit of Tenebris and Plagueis. A little bit of Tenebris and Plagueis. Plagueis is already mentioned in canon. But Tenebris was really starting the plan and the plot to undo the Jedi and I just love to see all that Tenebris was about so this would take place roughly about 30 years before episode one maybe 40 years before episode one but give me some Darth Tenebris are you kidding me give me some of that what about you Fred uh, so this one comes back to my love of Obi-Wan. <laughs> uh, so I really was sad to see that, um, there was a character that they were going to make called, uh, Owen Kenobi. Mm -hmm. And he was basically, so he is in the show. He's Owen Lars. You guys might know who that is. You know, that's, uh, that's Luke's father-in-law or father, stepfather, whatever you want to call adopted father. Yeah. That's the correct term. Yeah. Um, I still think that, like, Owen Kenobi would have been a great character to see in the series, and I still think they can bring him into the series, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it would explain a lot why Kenobi kind of um, was good at being a big brother to Anakin, you know, because he was also a big brother to Owen, you know? So he had experience being a big brother in the first place. And in that same aspect, you know, uh, Kenobi even says, I loved you like a brother, you know? Yeah. So, and I feel like Anakin, him feeling like he failed Anakin would make a, like so much more sense because he actually has a younger brother that, um, you know, that he, he loves and maybe this younger brother you could write him in and maybe he died and that's why he saw anakin kind of like that you know as has his new little brother and then he failed him too you know mm -hmm. so i feel like they could tie that into the story for sure and just owen kenobi would make sense to the lore it would make sense to maybe they wouldn't call him owen kenobi yeah i mean owen lars and owen kenobi would be kind of you know but um they could call him something else you know Mm -hmm. uh yeah that's just my uh my thought on it i'd like to see yeah and they did mention his brother people. and i thought that they'd go somewhere with that besides just yeah. mentioning him but they only just dropped him they only just dabbled it in there so we'll see what happens with that i think hopefully who knows who knows who knows what about you keg well, if you got to put them into some new stories, I'm always loving some Sith. Mm -hmm. So, let's see some Darth Crate and the one Sith. That guy is his Sith order. That guy was a freak. <laughs> he really he was. was a freak. <laughs> he really was. Purple lightsaber, big old mask, scary dog. Super scary. That'd be something else. What about you, Juder? I think I know your answer for this one. Give me Cree. Cree? 
Okay. I thought you were going to go somewhere else with it. We need some female smugglers. That's fair. True, we do. For sure. See, I thought 10 times out of 10 you were going Dr. Afra here. So I was avoiding it, but... That's yeah. a solid pick in and of itself, you know? I think we do need... And like our other question from Keg, I think we do need to see like some more females in different types of roles other than just like political leaders or Jedi, this, that, the other. Just see them in different roles doing other stuff, you know? I think that'd be cool. Last question of the pod. Do you want to take it away for us, Fred? Yeah, so this question comes from uh, Leia87 up in the UK. What up, Leia? Uh, you get to be the last question of the pod, so congrats. Um, she asks, if you could rewrite the ending of any Star Wars movie, which one would it be and why? Damn. Do you want to start us too, Fred? I got to think yeah, about that so one. I actually, this comes back to earlier as well when... Um, when I was talking about this, I said that there was one way that Rose Tico could have helped, <laughs> could have helped uh, establish Finn's character. <laughs> and if she died, yeah. If she died, she would have helped Finn's character develop so much more because Finn would have been grieving her death. He would have blamed himself for it, and he one either would have became a way better resistance hero for it, mm -hmm. or two in the new movie he could eventually fall to the dark side <laughs> because he still blames himself for for uh for rose tico's death <laughs> you know so i feel like movie number eight just kill off rose tico she's not an important character in the slightest we barely see her in episode nine uh yeah just have her be impactful once in her entire uh star wars career in fact the new movie that's coming out if you want to kill her you know feel free <laughs> feel, feel free. free yeah man so, I guess me there. All right, what about you, Judah? We're going to redo A New Hope and give Chewie that goddamn metal. Facts. <laughs> Chewie Facts. deserved one, man. Brother is a war hero. Facts. He doesn't have his metal. And he's got, he walks into a cantina and says, oh, yeah, I helped blow up the Death Star. <laughs> no, fuck what you didn't. Mm, proof. You got proof? Where's your medal? Show me your medal. I got one. Man, that's sad, bro. Shout out Chewbacca. What about you, Keg? Get rid of that uh, little mall tidbit at the end of Solo. Whoa, brother. Whoa. You didn't like that? It pissing me off. What? <laughs> Why didn't you like that? I love Maul, but what he doing there? Oh, he's uh he's staring at them menacingly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's being chilling, my guy. He's just he, he's just letting them know running. what's what. He's running oh, the crime. Yeah. He's running the oh, crime yeah. syndicate. He does now. Yeah. yeah. What a downfall. <laughs> <laughs> well, we see what happens to him, bro. Brother got I'd too rather. cocky with it. He falls down. If I could rewrite Someone the ending it. to any Star Wars movie, I think, man. 
I feel like for you, there's one like particularly that I think of, you know? I think of one too. Yeah, like one that I feel like we talk <laughs> about a lot that I feel like you'd, uh, you'd definitely want. There is, but I don't want to mess with the story too much, you know? He wants yeah, I feel you. to turn to the light side and wear that goofy white suit. <laughs> <laughs> See, it would be cool if Anakin lived, but at the same time, it's ceremonious that he that he died and he passed. But if I could change the ending of any movie, man, I think it'd have to be a sequel. And I think you got to keep Ben Solo alive. I think you got to. I don't see the point in killing him off. And I wanted, like, I was going to say, oh, let me change Han dying. Let Han live through the eighth movie. Issue with that is Han died in the middle, so it's not the ending. But Ben died at the end, so I would say let Ben Solo live because he spent too long pretending to be something that he is not and he deserves a second chance as a jedi so let me say ben solo easily what were you gonna say though fred i was gonna say uh episode three man we always talk about it you know yeah no nah, for... we always we always talk about oh man every time we watch episode three we change the ending we make it so you know anakin realizes that Palpatine's been doing him dirty the whole time, you know. And so that, I thought that'd yeah. be a, no, it yeah. would be, it would be, but yeah. you just—it's <laughs> over and done with, man. You just can't change it. And I wish you could. And I know this is literally giving you the power to do so, but even then, yeah. faced with it, it's like, you know, what if, what if they just said, "Fuck Mandalore," is what it is. Ahsoka, go with Obi Wan. I think with Ahsoka, Obi-Wan, Padme, all the people that love Anakin, I think he sees the right way because he there's two opinions that are telling him what's wrong. He silences one. He silences Padme. And then he's just he's left with Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan is everything that he thinks that he hates. And if Ahsoka's there, I think it's things turn out differently, but I just, I wanted to do that, but I just couldn't because it's already done with, but it is what it is because this pod is also done with. I appreciate y'all for checking out the archives episode two. We'll see you next week with episode three in which we will be talking about episode three. Make sure to drop a like ski, manike give us a five-star review and don't forget to follow the Star Wars T.A.P everywhere on instagram twitter check us out on spotify itunes apple youtube and every platform you can get your podcasts from sotico juder fred and everyone's favorite rebel ziskeg this has been the archives podcast and we'll check you out next time peace bye-bye later